midweek, everybody. It's the Betting 11. We're back in it with Ian and Blake. What's going on, guys? And uh, I guess we already said Happy New Year, but I guess it's never too late to say it to anybody who, who missed out, who haven't listened in, it, listened in yet. I tell you, 2021 already feels a lot better to me. How about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, I, I remember last year where we had, I think, like 60 days in March and like 70 days in December and just it seemed like the <laughs> longest year ever. <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. And speaking of uh, long trips, Ian survived another trip around the sun. Yesterday was his birthday. So happy birthday, man. Did you have a good night? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. We went out to dinner, which is the first time in a while. We had like our own little private room to kind of try and be responsible about it, I guess. But uh, it was really nice. And my, my wife uh, took me out to dinner. And it was first time, like, I think all year that we actually got to dress up. <laughs> yeah. So, Get, blow the dust off that clothes. Yeah. That's good, <laughs> it was, man. It was nice. That's it was nice. That's, what's not nice is the Blades losing again. And unless you're betting like we are against them, uh, losing Hashtag the Crystal Palace. always fade the Blades. That's Woo! right. Cash money in your pocket. <laughs> Feel yeah. bad for them. And as much trouble as they're in, how about Liverpool, man? They they haven't won in three matches. Yeah, and it's probably a good thing that we're recording our pod a little late because we may have been on them to win yesterday, but, you know, <laughs> so we're going to pivot from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they had no chance whatsoever. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I would have noticed I watched the match and I see no creativity. They're definitely in a little funk right now. It's going to be as soon as we thought Spurs were out of the title chase and Chelsea were out, they probably are. But now it definitely seems that the title race is all back in for just about five or six teams, you know? So Right. Which is, which is crazy. And, and that'll yeah. make for a good transfer window. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of teams active. I see rumors about AC Milan and Juventus in, interested in Giroud. Uh, but you know, who's going to score for Chelsea if that dude leaves? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he involves so many players that they can't let him go. They've got to keep him. <laughs> All right. So tons of games this week per usual, uh, you know, even though it is the first week of January here and in Spain, we've got the Copa del Rey parlay for Rey, And I'll let Ian have at it. Yeah, we're going to hop right into it. We're recording this Tuesday morning, January 5th. And the games start uh, with the third round of the Copa del Rey at 11 o'clock this morning. We're just going to go real quick through these. It's a lot of La Liga teams playing lower division teams. We're just doing two separate three-team money line parlays. We've got Zamora against Villarreal, Linares Deportivo against Sevilla, and Celta Vigo against Ibiza. And those three are all playing today. All three of the teams that we're picking, Celta Vigo, Sevilla, Villarreal, are all um, – La Liga teams playing against Segunda Division B teams, which is the third tier of Spanish Football League. And so they're all traveling on the road, which is probably why we're not looking at the spreads, but just going to go money line because you really, really never have, know how quality the pitch is that they're going to be playing on. But so the three of those parlayed together, we're looking at plus 107 on the odds. And then for tomorrow, just go ahead and knock those out as well. We've got uh, Multi Vera, is how you say it, against Real Betis, Cultural Leonesa against Granada, and Corneja against Atletico Madrid. Again, three team money line parlay for Betis, Granada, Atletico gives you plus 101 odds. 
So just a small three-team action there. Decent odds for guys who should definitely win. Good job on the pronunciation. I know we have trouble with that historically. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, speaking of cups, uh, we've got Tottenham hosting Brentford today in the Carabao Cup. Tottenham, they have like a silly habit of scoring one goal, sitting back and then trying to make that work and then conceding. Obviously, we know it doesn't before cranking it into second gear, trying to get some more back. Brentford have a good history, though, when teams are trying to do things like this to them. After the 2004-2005 year, they haven't been eliminated in regular time in this competition versus a Premier League opponent. So if Mourinho thinks he's going to score one and sit, it's it's not going to work versus them. They believe they can win the championship and they can they believe they can win this cup. So, uh, you know, to me, I see Mourinho wanting to add this silverware to his bag as well. Uh, they don't have anything yet at Tottenham with him there. And uh, I think he's going to try pretty hard seeing as they're only one step away from the final. Uh, for me, it's both teams playing really hard and that dictates Brentford or draw in the 90th uh, at plus 170. And Brentford are definitely a team that have aspirations for getting up to the Premier League next year. They just missed out on it last year. They beat, uh, who was it last round? Newcastle, I think. They beat them one nothing. Uh, they definitely, if it wasn't Newcastle, they beat a Premier League side to get here. And they've now beat three or four Premier League teams on their run in the Carabao Cup. So they're legit. And Spurs have been kind of funky. They Against Leeds, they had 30% of the possession in the entire game. So it, you could see something very similar to that. And if that happens, it's it's going to be a tight game. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. It's interesting to see. Uh, that Tottenham likes sitting back in these situations. I, I wish they would try to keep it going the entire match because they've got the engines to do that. They've got the scoring firepower, probably the best duo in the EPL as far as those two are concerned, you know, Song and uh, Kane. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And for the next game, we're going to go a little off the beaten path. I've kind of been following this tournament a little bit really been following one of the teams that we'll get to towards the end here but we're going to south america in the copa libertadores which is basically champions league for south america so all different club teams from argentina chile uruguay brazil have this massive year-long tournament and we're now in the semifinals here two-leg semifinal first leg is river plate against palmeras river plate of argentina as probably one of the favorites they are playing host to palmeras they play tonight at 7 30 eastern p.m and they've got a 13 game unbeaten streak palmeras have only lost once in their last 11 games it's the first time these two have played in the copa libertadores and palmeras will be missing four starters due to injury uh, or covid i think there's one out with covid the rest are injuries we're looking at River Plate money line minus 125. And again, this is just the first leg of the two-leg uh, tie here. So they'll be playing again next week. And, uh, you know, minus 125 for a, a pretty good shout. River Plate's, you know, one of the top teams in the region down there. You get four games today. I mean, you get three out of Spain. You get one out of England. And then you cap it off with the fifth out of uh, South America there. It's, it's a fantastic day for soccer. And I know we can find those games on television or internet somewhere. You guys got to be able to find them. Yeah. And then I, I think we're moving on to Italy with Blake, right, for tomorrow? Yeah, Serie A action. Sassuolo versus Genoa. Sassuolo sitting in contention for the European spot, as we all know. And it's no doubt about Genoa sitting in the relegation spots because they've only... 
and able to muster a terrible 0.57 goals per away game, which is awful. Uh, you know, Sassuolo usually score late in their matches, so I I wouldn't expect anything crazy as as they try to feel out what the Wayside's trying to do in the relegation spot might be might be a little bit more desperate. I believe there's three or four teams tied at 11 points where, where they're at, and so it, it could be they come out a little bit harder. I you know the money line for Sassuolo is sitting at minus 120, minus 125. Whenever you take a look at it after hearing this pod. That's some pretty fantastic odds for a team that's sitting right on European contention versus a team that's sitting at the bottom of the table. So a team that can't score versus a team that can, I mean, you know, I can't provide you any more statistical analysis than that. It's pretty cut and dry (laughs) there. So let's follow to win. Yeah, I like that money line. Sassuolo definitely overperforming so far this year. It come off the 5-1 trouncing against Atlanta. Atalanta just crushed them. So they're definitely going to be ready to go here in a, a little motivation game here to to not lose two in a row. Yeah, and I think the next one we're going to talk about is AC Milan hosting Juventus. I mean, this Ooh, is probably big Ian's big game of the week for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I see a bigger one on the slate for myself. These teams are both sitting on the top of the table in Serie A. Uh, you know, Juve's in the Europa spot right now. Milan are in the Champions League spot and in the driver's seat of the league. Uh, they're unbeaten at home, even though they've conceded two plus goals in their last four or five matches. Their high powered offense has given them two plus goals in 12 of 13 last home Serie A matches. So they've got some firepower that they can muster themselves to take care of the goals that they're giving up. Maybe transfer window, they should be looking at a defender instead of looking at some more goals. Care has got to be taken by them as Juve are unbeaten on the road. So I, I know the last one was a 4 2. Uh, final result, but the ones before that, Ian, I, I see, you know, pretty tightly contested. Uh, I, I'm not sure. What do you think? How do you think this one opens up? Well, I mean, that time, you know, back in the day, Juventus, they were famous for one in one nothing, two nothing. They were tight at the back, and that's not them anymore. They're they're still okay at the back, and same with Milan. They're they're missing some guys at the back. They're they're going to give up some goals here. Um, but both teams have got great guys going forward. I definitely see this going over two and a half goals. And, you know, typically you might expect this to be a tight match because Milan are at the top of the table and they don't really want to, they don't want to lose. They'd be okay with the draw, but Juventus really needs this game. They're sitting, let's see, 10 points uh, beneath AC Milan right now. So they're going to come out all guns a blazing. And I think that over two and a half that you've got there at, what are we looking at? Minus 135. That that yep. seems like really good money there. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a change in the teams and the way they operate, and we got to follow that change as well. So minus 135, over two and a half goals in that game in Italy. And then we'll go back up north to uh, England for another derby action. Yeah, and just one last thing on the Milan game there. Uh, I did see this morning Zlatan is definitely out. Uh, I think he'll be in next game after this, but he's definitely out for today, which is oh, a little bit of a shame. But The Chuck Norris of football, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I miss my man. So it'll be nice yeah. to have him back when he does get there. Yeah, but uh, so we're moving on back to England. We've got the second match in the Carabao Cup semifinal. It's the Manchester hair derby. See who's got better, better patch of fur on their chest there <laughs> between uh, <laughs> City and United. 
it's at 2.45 tomorrow on Wednesday. United playing at home shouldn't matter too much. You know, there's not too much travel in between these two teams as far as I think they're like 20 miles, not even 20 miles apart. They're in the same freaking city. But uh, both teams are in great form as of late. Both teams are 4-0-2 in their last six. But City have kind of seemed to figure it out at the back as they've only conceded three goals in those six games, whereas United have conceded six goals in those games. Both teams are probably going to start their best squads in an effort to play in the final for a chance at some silverware. Pretty sure this is going to be a really tight affair. They played to a 0-0 draw back in December. I don't necessarily think it'll be 0-0, but I definitely feel the first half they're going to kind of be feeling each other out and it'll maybe ramp up in the second half with some substitution or formation changes. And because of that, we're looking at second half as the highest scoring half at plus 105. Yeah, last time, Ian, I think we took like an over two and a half goals in this matchup and we were let down by how bland the game was. It was pretty much eh, back and forth, you know, not too much attacking, no dangerous attacks. Uh, the entire match this time out though I think after you the first half you're 100% correct we're going to see somebody try to reach out and and grab a few goals here and grab a win and that happens to be the second half and that happens to be at plus 105 so be it man that's cash in your pocket yeah and you know a league game compared to a cup game is a lot different you know the league game especially between United and City two teams that think they've got a chance at winning the league this year they don't want to put a foot wrong it, you know, they they don't want to lose any ground on the leaders, Liverpool, right, back in December, you know. And with the cup game, you know, it's just uh, it's a one off game. So typically uh, you play a little bit looser and it's not the finals. So you're still not quite playing for that not to lose like you would in a league game. So I think there would be some goals in it. We definitely understand that. Uh, moving on, 1-6 at 12 o'clock Eastern, Syria, Napoli hosting Spezia. Napoli, uh, they can defend with the best of Serie A, hence their spot amongst the top four in the league, but they can also score at home. They've got 2.5-plus goals per home Serie A game. Uh, but you got to be careful because this newly promoted side, they probably are hungry to make a mark against the top team. They haven't won in eight games, and they're in the relegation zone, but you never want to be content just sitting back, letting these uh, bum teams come at you, as we <laughs> see with Mourinho loves doing. And then what do we always say? They're always in trouble. They're always uh, trying to kick it into another gear. I mean, 11 of Spezia's 13 away goals conceded. And they've conceded 30 goals in total in the league this year. have come in the second half time frame. And they've scored in seven straight competitive away matches. So, you know, it could be a couple goals going here. Napoli cannot sit back. I feel like both teams to score and Napoli to win is a pretty decent shout at plus 175. I know Napoli's going to win this match. They they are having too good of a season to lose to Spezia, a team that's on the bottom feeding side. I mean, but we've seen some crazy results over the holiday break. You know, we've seen Liverpool drawing twice to teams that are below them. You've seen some pretty insane results over the last month in general. Napoli's got to keep the foot on the gas. They got to keep going here to keep pace with the Milans of the world leading the top table there. I mean, Juventus is going to be hungry too. So these are all teams that are kind of breathing down Napoli's neck and to take advantage of playing against a team like Spezia, I I think they got to do it. There's an enhanced value pick. If you want to reach out a little bit and take the halftime full-time result, a draw in the first half and then Napoli to win the match at plus three twenty-five. 
I think that might be pretty well. They could lock it down in the first half and then open up in the second half. But like we said, Spezzi have scored in seven straight competitive away matches and haven't trailed at the half on the road in Serie A this season, which is what makes me think that enhanced value pick is pretty decent. Yeah, and and Napoli, you know, talking about both teams to score, Napoli's only had one clean sheet in their last seven games. So even though they are playing a, a bottom team, they, they're still not keeping those clean sheets. They haven't figured it quite out at the back yet. So I, I think that's a good shot. They're definitely going to win the game. Moving on from there, uh, this is really the reason why we included the River Plate game for the Copa Libertadores. We're going to the, the other tie of the round where it's Boca Juniors against Santos. And Boca Juniors are the team that I've kind of been following along with Napoli, because, just because, you know, after Diego Maradona passed away and everything, those mm-hmm. are really two of the, the big clubs that he played for. He grew up playing for Boca Juniors. I think he may have ended his career with Boca Juniors, um, just a couple games there. He, he's he got a permanent suite at La Bombonera, the, the stadium, in, in, for Boca Juniors in Argentina. And, you know, they, it just oozes Diego Maradona, just like Napoli. And, you know, I'm really hoping that we can get a Boca Juniors River Plate uh, final, which is like the Classico in Spain. They call it the Super Classico down there. And they actually two years ago played in the final of this tournament. And it was just madness. They actually had to postpone one of the games because I believe when it was at River Plate, their fans just attacked the Boca Juniors bus, like throwing glass and like (laughs) molotov cocktails at them and it's just nuts it's a different level down there in argentina yeah it's a way of life i mean it's in the blood you know they've got it yeah yeah and if these two teams do end up playing in the finals i don't think there's going to be a way for them to keep the fans out of the stadium like the the fans just might rush into the stadium and say (laughs) fuck this we don't care about covid we're watching this game covid sucks (laughs) yeah but uh so boca juniors are taking on santos it's actually the fifth time these two have played in the Libertadores, but the first time since 2003 when they, they met in the finals. And when they met in the finals, Carlos Tevez was actually one of the goal scorers and a teenager. He was named the MVP of the tournament. And the reason it's kind of cool is Tevez is back at Boca Juniors and will definitely be hoping to end his career guiding his you know boyhood club to, to the finals and hopefully a trophy there. That's from the uh, past, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, talk about uh, oh man, there's there's the worst <laughs> chant ever that he uh, the city fans used to do for him back then, and I'll have to share it for you guys some other time. But it, it's definitely not PC. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Santos are actually going to be without seven players due to injury or COVID. Uh, Santos are one, two, and two in their last five, while Boca are three, one, and one. And Blake, I don't know if you can find an Asian handicap on this, but I was having a really hard time finding the Asian handicap on DraftKings or FanDuel. I was just finding like the minus one three-way spread, but I definitely think the minus one Asian handicap is the way to go here. And the minus one three-way spread was like plus 150, but you got to have a two-goal you know, uh, win there for that to come through. So we might have to, we're going to have to update on Twitter and our site exactly what site we end up getting the, the minus one Asian handicap from, or we might pivot to the minus one, just three way spread at plus 145, I believe is what it was. But I definitely think Boca Juniors are going to win this game in the, in the first leg at home. 
Oh, we'll find we'll find odds for everybody. We'll definitely be posting that on Twitter at bettingxi. We'll definitely do that. Yeah. And uh, moving on to the last two games of the week, uh, we're going back to Serie A. We've got Atalanta taking on Parma, and Atalanta are four zero and three in their last seven since we kind of questioned if they had what it took to overcome that whole drama of the player manager. I don't know if you want to call it a mutiny, but they definitely had something going on between Papa Gomez and Gasparini, the manager there. Man, they had then, affairs. They had all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. Since then, uh, Papa Gomez has been left out of, I think, every game. And I'm pretty sure they're trying to move him this transfer window. But with all that going on, you know, they're they're unbeaten in their last seven games. So they've definitely figured it out. And we talked about how, you know, they just won 5-1 over Sassuolo uh, at the weekend. So the last four matchups against Parma, Atalanta have won by a combined 13 to two. They've won all four of those games. So pretty much a, a shoe in for Atalanta to win this. And uh, Parma have lost three straight and have not won in seven games. So because of that, we're looking at Atalanta to win both halves at plus 160. So, and yeah, then, I like uh, that. Yeah, and then finally moving on to the Bundesliga. We got a little Friday action. Typically, we, we give you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But because we were recording a little bit later in the week, we're going to include the Friday game. And there's so many games on Saturday and Sunday. We should be able to get you plenty of picks just with uh, Saturday and Sunday's action. But uh, in the Bundesliga, we've got Bayern Munich taking on Borussia Mönchengladbach at 2.30 Eastern. And Bayern actually had quite the scare over the weekend against Mines, they were down. They two sure did. And, a half. and like Mines, Mines is in relegation zone, right? Like they're, they stink. they're not a great team. Well, this is this is a typical thing. Like you know, when I was talking about Napoli earlier, you got to be careful. You cannot be complacent. You know, and a team like Bayern, similar. Let's let's call Napoli and Bayern similar for this sake. Uh, you got to understand that just because you're at top of the table doesn't mean the other team's not coming out to get you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, credit to Byron. They, they turned around and scored five goals in the second half and you right. know, walked the game 5-2. You look at the scoring line, you're like, oh, no big deal. But it, it, there was some drama going there for a little bit. Um, the last five matches between these two teams, Byron are 4-1. And one. and uh, Gladbach are 2-1-2 two, and two in their last five, which sounds okay. But if, if you look at their two wins – you know, we had, I think we had them minus one Asian handicap over the weekend against Armenia Bielefeld. And they just did not look great. You know, they missed the penalty and Bielefeld were actually all over them towards the end of the game. I don't, I can't remember last time I've seen a team take that much pressure and not concede. So credit to them for not conceding, but their two wins are against Bielefeld, who are definitely in the relegation zone. And right. then... And the DFB Pokal, they beat a fourth-tier SV Elvers team 5 nothing. So nothing to write home about there. You'd expect them to advance. So, you know, because of that, we're, we're looking Bayern, minus one, Asian handicap, and minus 110, which yeah. you know, they, they won by one. You get your money back. Otherwise, I, I think Bayern will walk this. You almost never see Bayern on a one goal advantage at minus 110. So for me, it's going to be load up on your favorite team day. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, Bayern, they beat Leverkusen by one goal and Wolfsburg by one goal. But you'd take both of those teams to beat Gladbach right now. They're just they're playing a lot better than Gladbach are. And, 100%. And I think that about wraps it up. Looking to the weekend, we've got all sorts of FA Cup action. So probably some more parlay action that, that we Ooh, might be, I'm be in. Anytime we can get some extra cash on the table, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So y'all have a good week. We appreciate you guys being patient with us through the holiday season. And stay safe, bet responsibly. We'll talk to you later. We're out. Peace. See you guys.